I'm going to start out by asking you a question. I need you to be honest with me. Um, I've got uh, three sisters, and two of them have kids. I've got two brothers, they don't have kids. I've got cousins that have lots of kids. Um, but the question is this. How many of you have seen an ugly baby? Don't, don't raise your hand. I know, some of y'all are like, like just be, I mean, like, questions start that I mean, like, we need to be honest with ourselves. You've seen a baby, and you're like, oh, bless his heart. Not yet, not yet. Like, oh, bless his heart. Oh, he has your eyes. He has his dad's ears. Oh, look what you've done. <laughs> you get caught. Like, what do you say when you see a child? You're like, uh, <laughs> woo, praise God. Um, but the reality is, they don't always stay that way, right? I mean, that's the, that's the upside. Babies come, my, my children are beautiful, and I love them. But when they were born, they were like this gray, wrinkly, they're not pretty. Can we just be honest? Like, oh, my baby's so pretty. No, your baby's not pretty. I just, I, I felt like we should start there because... We're going to be talking about Jesus, and we're like, I don't know, where are you going with this? I see people like, what are you doing? Why are you talking about ugly babies? Um, I'm a tall guy. You guys know that, right? I mean, you can see that I'm tall. One of the things that happens as a tall guy is that I uh, stand out. Um, there aren't a lot of people who uh, have the same physical structure as me, and so when I go someplace... Uh, I stand out. I'm outstanding, actually. Um, never been able to say that before. I thought I could just slide that in. Um, but the other day, I was at the cafe, and I was sitting down, talking to someone, and someone wa- this guy walked in. I knew he was looking for me because I said, meet me at 11. And he walked in, and he walked right past me. And I was like, how did he miss me? I mean, he walked right past me at the cafe. It's, it's not that big of a place. And I was reminded of what Jim said last week about being, about blessing. And I was like, sometimes it's a blessing to be able to blend. Sometimes for me, that's a blessing to be able to, you know what, when I sit down at the cafe, people don't see me. I don't know how it happens, but all of a sudden people, oh, he blends with the background, with the scenery. Jesus comes to earth on his assignment to blend with us. Hold that for a second. Just hold that. Put a pin. Jesus came to earth as a child, and he blended with us. We have the benefit of seeing these prophecies from the Old Testament talk about Jesus. We have the benefit of knowing what to look for when we're saying, oh, well, Jesus, I know exactly what he should look like. I I got this. Right? 
I've got a couple of pictures I'd like to show you. Uh, but before we get to those pictures, it's an amazing day to be born. I know one person for sure was born some years ago, and uh, she probably wasn't an ugly baby. She was probably a really pretty baby. So uh, happy birthday. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, slide. That was a... I thought I was going to put it in there. What do you got? Nope. Okay. Like that. Oh, like that. That's a pretty baby. Nice little halo. Star. Okay, next picture. We have different ethnicity babies, also with the halo. Next. Another baby with an ornate halo. Very pretty. Ooh, that's a very nice baby. Naked baby. But nice baby. Next one. And this one is a plastic baby. I'm not really sure what to do with that, but still, it's a nice-looking baby. Yes. Uh-huh. And that one. And this one. I really like this one, also with the halo. This is actually made up of smaller pictures of baby Jesus. And so it's a kind of a, a combination. And that's awesome, because when you think about, yeah, hold it there for a sec. When you think about the artistry, I'm an artist, and I think about painting a picture, and babies are squirrely. I, I don't know if you've ever tried to draw a baby, but they don't sit still unless they're sleeping. So you see a lot of pictures of babies sleeping, because, well, they don't move when they sleep. So it's difficult to capture the beauty and the essence of a child like that. Aww. Because they're so squirrely, you can't just capture that. So to, to picture Jesus, that has to be something that's, that, that takes a lot to be excited about. Like, I'm going to paint the baby Jesus. But the reality is, Jesus looks a lot different than what we pictured him as. Maybe he looked a little more like this. That's a rough Jesus. It's like, oh, seriously, Mom? So the next one. Mom, get off of me. Seriously, your breath. I don't know. The next one. It's really sad. I don't even know what to say about that one. And this one, he's got his mom's eyes. <laughs> one more? Mm -mm, no, no comment. And this one, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's rough. I'm just cool with my mom. We're just hanging out. Is there one more? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Jesus was not a pretty man. That's hard for me to say, and it may be hard to hear. He wasn't a pretty man. He wasn't attractive. He wasn't a good-looking dude who was the star of the football team. That wasn't Jesus. Isaiah 53, it says, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty 
that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. He was someone that men hid their faces from. That's ugly. And that's hard for me to say because I like pretty things. I mean, I like good-looking things, sorry. I like good-looking stuff. So what do we use to see him if it's not for his features? What are we looking for? I have a friend who was caught in the middle of a dispute. She feels like she is caught between parents who are divorcing uh, at her work. And she came to me and said, what do I do about this? I feel like both of them are right. I don't know which way to go. And she said the advice she had was, look for the person of peace. Who is representing the truth of Scripture? Who is representing the truth of God's love? Who is asking for forgiveness and looking for unity? Who is offering grace? Now, if you find yourself in a situation where you're not sure, like, is this Jesus? Is Jesus active in this? It's not going to be an external appearance that's going to give you the feature of Jesus. It's not going to be the long flowing mane and the Jesus sandals and the long robe. This is 2016, almost 2017. It's cold outside. Jesus sandals don't work in the winter. Jesus was not always ugly. Not always despised not always rejected or hard on the eyes. At one point, he sat in majesty. And after his resurrection, he returned to majesty. And we who are Christians are awaiting his return. He's coming again in majesty. But for a time, For a time, Jesus was ugly, and it was hard because I didn't want to preach this. I'm going to be honest with you. Joel was like, hey, Herb, can you, uh, I was like, yeah, sure. And I was sitting in prayer with Greg, my boss, and that thought ran across my mind, and I was like, what do I do with that? Jesus was ugly. When when we think about heaven, what do we think about? That's a real question. That's not rhetorical. I know it sounds like it's a rhetorical question. What do we think about? Beauty, joy. What are some physical attributes of heaven? Gold streets. It's so pretty that they're using gold for pavement. bright from his presence, no need for the sun because Jesus himself will shine and light the city. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more weeping. 
be able to see him face to face. We think about Jesus, he left that. He left that and came to earth. He took on ugly for us. He took on ugly for me. I don't know about you. No, he took on ugly for us, for all of us. He who knew no sin became sin. I have a friend that talks about sin and the initial aspects of sin. Sin is pretty. Sin is nice. Like if sin was an ugly thing, as soon as you ran into it, nobody would sin. Like, oh, this is going to be horrible. I mean, nobody does that. We don't think about sin as something that's miserable when we're in the middle of it or when we're starting it. Like, oh, this is, I can justify this. It's only afterwards the residual effects still linger from sin. And we recognize the filth, the, the disgust, the ugliness. Jesus took that on. He took that on for us. He came in the form of flesh and was despised by men. They turned his face from him. A friend of mine translates the, the passage about Zacche, uh, Zacchaeus. You know where Jesus is going in a group of folks and Zacchaeus climbs a tree to see Jesus because he was short? He translated, translates it as Jesus was short, not Zacchaeus was short. Think about that for a sec. You can go back and study it later on. Come tell me next week. Well, actually, you conjugate the verb, but no. What if Jesus was short? He's in a crowd of people. Zacchaeus couldn't see him, so he climbs a tree so he can see Jesus in the crowd. If he was taller than everyone else, he wouldn't have needed to climb a tree. Jesus didn't stand head and shoulders above everyone else. As a matter of fact, when you read the scripture, you see Jesus sneaking out. Like they were trying to get him, and Jesus sneaks out. He blended. He wasn't majestic. He didn't have the halo floating behind him when he walked down the street. I think we have a misguided view of Jesus in the flesh. We've taken Jesus and we have made him this thing that we cannot have a person, we can't have a relationship with. But he wants to have a relationship with us. He's not so far that he can't be close to us. Go back to my notes. Philippians 2. Verse 5. He says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess on heaven and on earth, that Jesus Christ 
is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Did you catch that? Being in the form of God, he emptied himself. Taking on the form of a servant. Jesus coming again to be exalted, first humbled. So where do we find him? As a child yet to be born, he's in a womb of an unwed, potentially teenage mother. As a newborn, he's in the feeding trough, a manger. As an infant, he's a refugee. As a preteen, he's staying behind and having deep theological conversations with the elders. As an adult, he's hanging out with the common folk, fishermen, tax collectors, women who are rejected by society, men who are rejected by society, prostitutes, drunkards, liars, and children. And finally, hanging on a cross for a crime he did not commit. in jail, hanging out with criminals. That's where we find Jesus. Do you see him? A young man came to the cafe, he's about 50 years old, and he came in and he is uh, uh, mentally challenged. Is that the right term? Is that the right term? Mentally challenged. He's, he's 50, he comes in and uh, he's at a, a stage of mental challenge uh, that he can't take care of himself, so he comes in with a caregiver. And he comes in to volunteer. And we get the pleasure to work beside him when he comes in. And he comes in and he volunteers and he makes brownies and he comes in and he makes cookies and he comes in and he, and he cleans up things. And we get to be in his presence. And he had a word of knowledge from my daughter. And he said to her, I can see you working in a hospital with children because you have a gentle nature. Now, he didn't know that she had been to South Africa when she was 13 working with children who were orphaned by the AIDS epidemic. He didn't know that. He didn't know that she actually wanted to be a nurse. That's what she wants to be when she grows up. He didn't know, either. He didn't know that stuff. But there, at that moment, we had an opportunity to hear from Jesus. Would we see him? Would we recognize him, or do we have a view of how we think he should look and who he would hang out with? Jesus became ugly so that we could be glorified, so that we could find beauty not in the outward appearance, but in a changed spirit, a changed heart, a changed mind. It's hard to wrap my mind around that, honestly. But the question is, if we call ourselves Christians, then we are little Christs. And do people then see Christ in us? 
do they see us hanging out with the children, with the mentally challenged, with the prostitutes, with the drunkards and the liars and the thieves and the criminals? Do we represent Christ? Do they see him in us? We're celebrating the birth of our Savior, which is an awesome thing. I'm super excited about celebrating because I don't have to live that ugly life anymore. You know what I mean? I don't have to live that ugly life anymore. I don't have to be ugly. Who wants to be, who wants to be ugly? I just want to make this as, as easy as possible to understand. None of us want to be ugly. We get to be with Christ in his glorified body. We get to be in that picture of heaven that we just painted forever. And that starts whenever we decide to give our life to him. Whenever. Until then, I'm sorry, you're still ugly. I'm just going to be, I mean, I just, I don't know any other word to use. If you're still stuck in your sin, I didn't say it, the Bible said it. Don't be mad at me. My prayer is to celebrate the memorial, this memorial holiday of Jesus coming in the flesh is that we see him by the fruit of the Spirit that he presents in those around us. And eventually, we'll see him face to face. I want to read this passage from Isaiah in its entirety. And when I'm done, I simply want to ask if you have had a misconception of our Savior, that you would take the time before communion to get a good and right view of who he is and what it means to be his child. Who has believed what he has heard from us? Where you at? Where's Corey? Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, John. That's making up names. You know who you are. Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before them like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form of majesty, no form or majesty that we should look on him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as from one whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter 
And like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death. And although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He was put, he has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to account, to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Mm -hmm. 